Welcome to Coffee with James on this 17th of August, on this beautiful Tuesday morning, a time where you can sit, a time where you can um, relax, maybe it's a time where you go for a walk um, as we look into God's Word and be encouraged today. Well, good morning everyone and welcome. It's it's a beautiful day, outside the sun is shining in and, and we're going to continue this week on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, a time where we can open up God's Word and we're going to be opening up the book of Philippians again today. But I want to ask the question is how do you evaluate life? How do you evaluate how life is going? What lens do you look through to answer that question? What's that lens of of how you evaluate what's happening in your life right now? Sometimes we can have different lenses, you know, even if you're a married couple or even if you're living with people and you're a roommate or a, a partner in a flat. You know, we can, one person looks through the lens of style when they're buying furniture. I'm going to buy style over comfort. But then the other person wants to view life through the lens of, well, no, I'm not too worried about style, but I want comfort. When it comes to buying cars, you may go, I want a big car. The other person wants a car that has good fuel economy. How do you evaluate life? How do you evaluate life in this moment? You know, maybe you think, well, life would be good, it'd be going well once my kids are back at school. Or life's going well through the lens of my mortgage is being paid on time each week and we're getting in front a little bit by little bit. Maybe you view the lens of life through, well, it's, life's going to be good once we get back to being at church in person on a Sunday morning. Or some of us may view, well, life's going well when I can sit back, work three days, have three days off at the beach. Others might go, well, life's going well. It's the opposite, actually. I want to work long hours, work hard, and when those things are happening and all falling into place, well, life is going well. How do you evaluate life? Last week, um, we were looking at Philippians and we saw on Thursday morning how Paul was in chains and yet how he viewed that. We saw that Paul considered this, it's okay, I find this a joy because the gospel is advancing. Me being in chains has actually allowed the gospel to advance. It's actually allowed the whole palace guard to hear about Jesus. And so we... Philippians is a book that's filled with joy 16 times out of 104 verses. Um, Paul says he has joy, or the word rejoice is used. And so what, why does he have joy? We're going to see that he has joy because of the gospel. And today's passage in verses 15 to 17, we're going to see that there are those who know Paul, there's those who are for Paul, and those who are sort of anti-Paul. Some who are using Paul's chains, remember he's in chains for the gospel, to evaluate their ministry. They're using this moment to actually raise their own up. They're sometimes ego killers. I'm going to read you Philippians um, verse 15. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. See, Paul's in chains. The gospel is being preached. 
and in his what looks like what might be going on. Some are celebrating that Paul is in jail while they are out preaching up a storm. It's not that they're, you know, like pleased that he's ever going, well, what are you doing in jail, Paul? They evaluate their own ministry. They elevate their own ministry while pushing Paul's down. Since you got yourself in that kind of mess and you found yourself in chains and you've wound up in Rome, while you've done that, we're out here preaching the good news of Jesus. Now, it's really helpful for us to know, though, in this moment when Paul's talking, these preachers are not heretics. Elsewhere in Galatians, Paul will call out a false teacher. In Galatians 1, if anyone preaches anything but Christ, the true biblical gospel, he says, no. So here, these, these preachers, they're preaching the true biblical good news of Jesus. But there's a few motives that are a bit skewed about it. How are you to respond to this? How, how would Paul respond to finding out that people are, you know, well, silly Paul, he's, he's ended up in jail while we're out here and people are being converted and we're preaching Jesus. How would you respond to that? If you had a lens for which you viewed life of a lens of being the center of attention or being the one who's seen to be doing all the ministry, you would think, man, this is terrible. What am I going to do with this? Because it depends on what lens you look through life with. It depends on what you want to measure success and life through. If status matters, if accolades are important, well then, these preachers, it's, it's, it could be devastating. But what does Paul say in verse 18? Have a look at this. But what does it matter? The important thing is, that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Because Christ is being preached, I rejoice. See, Paul's less concerned about his ego and his status, and he's more concerned and driven by the advancement of the gospel. So when the gospel's at the center of our lens, when it's by which we view life through, as we saturate ourselves in Jesus, as we saturate ourselves in the good news, our lens changes. Our desires change. What we see as important changes. And we, t- we take our eyes off us, our mortgage. We take our eyes off our kids. We take our, mo- our eyes off you know, a lifestyle of retirement. Or we take our eyes off a lifestyle of hard work. And we put them on Christ and his kingdom. And so when, you know, you're in ministry and, and someone, oh, look at them over there, and they put you down, it's okay. See, Paul, at the centre of Paul's ministry, and the lens of his ministry is he wants to see the gospel advanced. And here, as he is in change, the gospel has advanced. And even though he's in change and some people have, have pushed him down, he's okay with that because Jesus has gone out and it's furthering. His, his kingdom is, is growing. He, see, for Paul, what's at the center? What's the lens by which he views life? It is the preaching of the gospel. It is the preaching of the good news of Jesus that matters 
to him and it brings him great joy and rejoicing even when men and women could be running a Sunday school or could be doing a youth group or, or could be giving a talk where in a way there's a little bit of a, a motive of elevating themselves but yet they're still preaching Christ. Paul is just thankful that the good news of Jesus Christ is being preached. What lens are you looking through at this moment? May we have a lens which is centered on the advancement of the gospel, that at the center of our teaching is Christ, that he is preached. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this new day. Your mercies are renewed every morning. Father, we want to see Christ preached. We want to see him the center of everything. And may he be at the center of our lens. So that whatever happens this week as we evaluate life, we will evaluate life See you tomorrow.